Good morning, you still FloridaDaily.net, and I'm Kemp Haar. This morning, my guest is Bruce Wicker, a consultant in the flooring business and the former CEO with J.J. Haynes. Bruce, how you doing? I'm doing great, Kemp. How about you? I'm good. It's good to catch you. I know I've caught you in the U.K., right? Yes, it's cold and wet. Uh huh. I guess what you expect. I thought I'd catch up with you, and there's been a lot of money floating around out there, a lot of private equity money, the news today even, that CFL has brought in private equity partner, ADV Partners, they're an Asian-based firm, and they're just taking, I think, a, a minority interest, which is interesting. That's just kind of the, the, the times today, right? Oh, absolutely. As you know, I sit on some boards. I, I, I just recently joined Avalon Flooring, by the way. Oh, did you? January on yeah. their board. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I remain on Virginia Tile and a couple others. And all boardrooms and all owners are looking at their business and deciding what they're going to do strategically because things are going really well. Yeah. And there is just a lot of money out there that's looking for a deal. Yeah, I just saw the CFL. I thought that was really interesting for the next stage of their investment. Right. And you've got Platinum, you know, Global Surfaces. You've got Quad C, you've got Gallagher, you've got Dudes Point now acquiring Stanton. Yeah. You've got ADG, it's now owned by Sterling. They're on the move. Yeah. yeah you have Florida Decor buying Spartan. you got Victoria. First buying Cali and then Balta, or right. at least part of Balta, yeah. Carpets and Rugs. It's really, really busy out there. Mm-hmm. The PE guys tell me they can't even read all this in. Yeah. And it's nuts. Uh, let's look at the channel for a minute. We've got some consolidation there with the Versify on the commercial contractor side, with ADG on the uh, builder side. We've got, you know, I'm not sure who the investor is, but Interior Logic Group has got investors right. in there. And then you've got this little guy, new guy in town, 31st Street Capital, who's going out and buying a few of these retailers. Interesting to watch. Yeah, and the activity in the retailer is the more recent, I think, and that's been very interesting. We haven't seen much of that. Yeah. You know, we've seen it on, on the distribution side a, a lot, and we're going to see more. I, I know there's other things going on, some of which I can't speak of, but yeah. we've got a lot more to see. Yeah. In distribution specifically, since you've got that background with J.J. Haynes, that is a healthy business, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I, I think a distributor is either healthy or doing extremely well. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the two. I don't think anyone can do poorly in this environment uh, unless, you know, a lot of other things are going wrong for you. Uh-huh. But the demand has just been outrageous. So if you've got inventory, you're doing really well. So let's just tip single one out. We just recently talked about E.J. Welch that bought dealer supply, and they've also been buying some of Jonathan Blue's assets as well, right? Right. Yeah, Blue Equity, Jonathan Blue, they sold the, the Guilford part of Guilford Johnson to E.J. Welsh and the Johnson side of the business, which is down in Georgia, yeah. formerly Melinda's business, is probably the next shoe to drop one way or another, right? Right. Yeah, I think we're going to keep seeing more of that in the distribution, whether it be from these big strategic buyers or private equity. It could come from almost any direction. I guess with a lot of these companies, their balance sheet looks pretty good. And it's a good time to pitch a sell, right? Absolutely. If someone's a little worried about when uh, these glory days end, I mean, it's been a fantastic run. Yeah. I, I think we're going to see the run keep going for a while. But, you know, sooner or later, the, the music stops. The thing for distribution, Kemp, is that you've got creeping costs coming up. You know, you get transportation, of course. Right. And then you've got your labor costs, which is now a big deal. Yeah. You know, you're probably two rate hikes already for hourly folks and most businesses because you just to get them and, and retain them. Uh-huh. Uh, and then you have to pay the employees you already have. Right. And the container cost is a whole other matter. Right. But I guess the point is we've seen price increases 
like there's no tomorrow. I've never seen anything like this. Maybe you have. No. But a margin squeeze sooner or later is, is going to happen. The price increases can't go on indefinitely. I think I read where Mohawk has announced 10 increases, not all on the same product type, mm-hmm. but for all their various product types. I mean, that's a lot and something a little over a year, yeah. right? Sooner or later, we're not going to have demand outstripping supply. Yeah. And when that happens, the pricing power is going to shift again. The distributors are got to be looking at that. What's my real unit cost, mm-hmm. right? right? Because when I look at my volume, it's great, but it's all propped up by price. Mm-hmm. How many units more am I really selling? As we look at these other indicators out there, it's interesting. We've got these private equity firms that are very interested in these investments in flooring. And then you look at the publicly traded companies. You've got Mohawk, you know, trading at 178, which is uh, well below what the analysts say they're worth. You've got Dixie at six. You've got Interface at 15. That's actually up a little bit. But you got, and then you've got Armstrong, you know, down at $2. So if you look at their market capitalization, their assets are worth more than their stock price, right? Yeah, Mohawk has actually been grinding out some pretty good numbers, but the stocks in general haven't reflected everything that's been going on for them. AFI is a whole other matter entirely. Speaking about distribution, I know you're aware that they had a strategy that they announced early on, almost three years ago, I guess, to go more direct. Several of the distributors have started taking on other lines. Mohawk, the street wants them to get back to that operating margin they had back in 17. Right. You know, maybe they will, maybe they won't, but they're certainly performing pretty well, and the stock probably doesn't get all the credit for it. Uh And I think if the commercial business comes back, someone like Interface and Mohawk and others, their stock will do better. As long as they can stay ahead of the, uh, you know, uh, uh, the margins by virtue of their price increases. Do you concur with Santo on the interview we did a week or so ago that 22 is going to continue to to be a pretty good year for the, the industry? I do. Yeah, I, I thought that was a great interview. I'm in agreement with them. I think this could stretch into 2023. I think we heard Alan Beaulieu speak at the NASCD meeting right. as well, and he was also very bullish. So COVID aside, geopolitical issues aside, uh, or our own domestic political issues aside, fundamentally the economy should be, keep going. Yeah. And, uh, and I think it uh, bodes well for flooring. I do think the growth rate year over year is, is going to be tempered a little bit from what we've been seeing. Yeah. We've got higher hurdles of, you know, on a year-over-year comp basis, but it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think we've got to worry on the demand side. All right, so Bruce, you're over there in Europe. Usually I see you in Germany in January. That show's been canceled. So yeah. I guess I'll yeah. see you in Las Vegas then in February. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. I'll see you at Services. Okay. All right, Bruce, good to catch up. Talking to Bruce Wicker, a consultant in the flooring business, and you've been listening to Kempar and FloorDaily.net.